0: Welcome to the soccer podcast where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian. And this week I am joined here. Dwayne, you don't get to do the introductions today. I do. Uh Dwayne's here.
1: You can say yeah, hi. I'm, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Just here. Anthony's
0: here again, back-to-back weeks. What's going on, everybody? And Glad then and then we have a third co-host this week. Um or fourth book co-host I guess we there's or there's four of us now I don't know not a math person but um but we we have we have probably the one person that I think um if anybody says hey do you know this person they're like oh my god yeah I love that guy he's great he's awesome might be the most liked soccer coach (laughs) in the state of Delaware uh the Division two girls soccer state championship head coach. Mr. Dan Swayze is in on the podcast today. Hi, Dan.
2: Hey, guys. How's it going? Thanks uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for that introduction. It's probably not true, but thank you.
0: I don't know, man. Every time I was like, oh, hey, do you know Dan? Oh, I love Dan.
2: <laughs> eh, there's probably a couple people who go the other way.
3: <laughs> because half the, coaches, half the coaches either played for Dan or coached under Dan at one point. So that's <laughs> why they all are uh, cool with him. <laughs>
0: Uh, I mean, I was sitting at it. I was sitting at my end of the year review with uh my athletic director and assistant athletic director at Odessa and uh, Mark Reynolds, who, you know, goes, uh, oh, it's crazy. I love that guy.
1: <laughs> Put him on the schedule for next year. See, there you go. Oh, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. There you go. There you
0: go. There you go. Put no, him no. on the schedule. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm fully booked already. I'm what good. Are you,
2: what are you scared? Dan wasn't scared. By the go way. Congrats on your good season, and I think you had a sportsmanship award the other day. So, congrats on that. That's mm-hmm. big time.
0: We did. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, uh,
2: we we were close, but then Anthony got on the bench. So, <laughs> oh, there you
3: go. So I said, any any uh, roster that has Anthony Durienzo on it doesn't have to worry about winning the sportsmanship award.
1: of that, no, 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 no. It's not a bad thing.
0: Um, so, Dan is here. We're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about some Spartan soccer uh, here in a minute. Uh, but and and we're going to talk about just soccer in general because I think it'd be fun. We haven't had a brand new guest to the podcast as a full like guest of the podcast in a while, so it'd be this be cool. Uh, but first, uh, Anthony, what do you have going on on Monday? Soccer camp,
3: soccer Delaware camp. Union soccer camp starts up on Monday, nine o'clock. We're looking forward to some fun. Um, registration is, is closed for this Monday unfortunately uh, for anybody that's still trying to get in, but we have a million other soccer camps and by a million, I mean, four other soccer camps. We have a camp, um, July 5th. We have the diamonds camp, which is, uh, July 19th. Is that right? Seb?
0: Eighteenth.
3: A- 18th. 18th. Okay. Um, and then we have, uh, our travel soccer camp that starts eight one. And then our last, um, union camp that, uh, starts eight eight. We also have a discovery camp, um, that is, that day after um, the 4th of July. Um, That's for all our little guys between the age of 3 and 6. And, um, you know, really just a great opportunity to get out there and let your kids have some fun run around. You can go out and do some errands or go to work or whatever you do during the summer while your kids are off. um, Recover from 4th of July. Yep, there you go. Drop them off and and we'll be ready to go. But we're starting our first camp uh, this Monday. We're really, really excited. We got a rival with the Spartans summer camp. They, they might be taking some of our kids also on oh, 6-21. No. But, um, but it's all in good fun. So uh, we'll look forward to seeing you guys out there and um, you know uh, sign up for the rest of them this summer.
2: Yeah. Spartans.com. Um, del- del- yes, still open. I mean, we're oh. not up. We'll take you right
0: up. Drive up. Drive up. Drop your kid off. It's all good. doesn't
3: matter. Well,
1: Registration never closes.
3: By the way, um, camps are at Middletown Village. You can read that information right on DelawareUnion.com under the camp post.
1: Hey, you should have put that plug in you put at the Diamonds game. Oh, that was a good one. First of all,
3: how incredible was my
1: announcing at that Diamonds game? I mean, you said two announcements. <laughs> were they not phenomenal? I mean, I'll <laughs> give you props phenomenal. on naming. They were electric.
3: The I will I'll give team... you props
1: on the Keystone players because none of them had American last names. Was an American
3: was last play working? They didn't have the like game. Smith,
1: was... Johnson, Jones, was Travis. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I, I mean, I will say that uh, what I thought was was really cool. So we're we're mid mid ending of our like I'm a mid like sentence of our of our halftime talk about to like give out the lineup like here's how we and all of a sudden I hear, are you looking for a cheap babysitter? <laughs> <laughs> I sounds like, I didn't have a have to stop and laugh. Uh, Electric,
3: Gave yeah. got the attention of everyone.
0: Yeah, so we we did have a we did have a diamonds game uh, played it um, on uh, on Anthony's other home field, uh, played it at Cavalier Stadium,
1: the narrowest field, narrowest turf field in the state of Delaware.
0: Little little narrow, little narrow. Yeah,
3: I'll, I'll tell you though, back in the day, there was nothing like playing a game at Cass Stadium. They used to get packed. It was a when I played in the first few years I coached with Dan at St. Mark's, like you could always guarantee it was going to be packed. It was going to be loud. There were going to be bells shaking. It was a really, really good environment. So it didn't really matter how narrow the field, the field was. You were you, you you were right on top. Of, fans were right on top of you. Your bench is like right on top of the fan, like right underneath the fans. It was just such a cool environment. We got to start getting more people out to those games and get it back to what it used to be.
0: Yeah.
2: We had a couple playoff games, uh, back when Anthony was playing. Yeah. The crowd was, they could almost reach out and touch you. I mean, it was insane. I mean, the, the, first row of bleachers was right behind you. Um, yeah, he's right. That was cool. Yeah. So, uh,
0: we had, we had our, we had our second home game. Um, we have now played all, already past our half of halfway point of our season. Uh, and it feels like we've, we played already five games, um, which last year at this point, we'd only played like two games. Uh, so it's it's coming fast. Uh, a tough loss against Keystone. Um, but I think, again, progress is... We're making progress. And I think Dwayne and I had a really good conversation after the game and basically said, or towards the last couple minutes of the game, and ultimately the whole point of the league is to, to get players minutes and get them ready for college soccer. And we're doing that. And our players that... We have some players that are really taking a lot of... Like, a lot... Taking, getting a lot of good minutes, and taking advantage of those opportunities, and hopefully that we'll get them ready for, um, for college soccer. So exposing
1: some of them to a higher level of soccer than they'll play in their fall seasons, where they're playing, they may go to a Division three or Division two, and they're playing against Division one players. So, yeah, um, some of them are just playing at a higher level um, than what they're playing at, and they're adapting and they're faring well. So,
3: number twenty five for Keystone was a baller yeah that big that big girl man like she was like a man running at you like truck <laughs> truck running at you with pace that she had that first move in maybe the first forty five seconds of the game where she just did a little double scissor and just boom, she was by Mo made a good save, but she was she was a problem
0: yeah and, and you know the tough part is I think you know we're starting we last year i think um we we had a much younger team where. You had to rely on just the grittiness of it. This year we're way more technical. We have a lot more experience. So now it's a really a matter of finding that chemistry together in a short amount of time. Um you know, we've I think we've only had one practice where at least 16 people have actually well no, we had good numbers on, on Tuesday. But so we're we're missing we're missing some some being a little more clinical in the final third. <clears throat> um defensive, we were getting a lot stronger. Um didn't really give up anything. We maybe the second goal. Um, we give up. Maybe it was just you know, that one was a one we could have defended better. First goal, weird deflection off the the crossbar and lands on a girl's foot and then
3: Yeah, but she was wild, well, she
0: was open. She was yeah, late yeah.
3: run that was open, yeah, just was uh
0: not picked up by whoever was playing the six, I think. And then the third goal she was a good shot. I mean Mo yep, got nothing you can do. It.
3: Mo almost made that save too. She was incredible. She was, incredible. She was yeah. incredible that night.
0: Yeah, she was she was really good. Um, so no, it was it ultimately, um, we're getting better. Uh, we get a ten day break before you know before our next game, and so we're back at home on uh, June twenty fifth. It's just like a nice
1: exhale, I think, for the players. Yeah, I think it's been a lot. I think it's been a lot with players, um, who've been here since day one. Players who may have gotten here a couple weeks later. Just has been. What do we play? Five games, six games already. Five five games in what two or three weeks yeah three this past week that was the third game in less than a week yeah so yeah we played yeah we
0: played yeah we played friday played friday oh, nice. sunday wednesday
1: so it's like playing in a conference championship at the end of your college season but just a good exhale um get back to training next week we'll be able to do some different things in training where I think last week we weren't really able to do much because we we're like, well, we got to prepare for the match on Wednesday. You just played on Sunday, so we can only do so much, which is uh, high school soccer schedules are terrible. Yeah, they're, tough. they're tough. I couldn't imagine doing yeah. Tuesday, Thursday, or Monday, Wednesday. You can't really train. It's like it's recover and try to do stuff.
3: That's that's and Dan, Dan can speak to that, but that's where you have to hope you win on that Monday game so you can have a little lighter practice uh, going into that Wednesday. Where is the
0: well? Let's uh let's let's uh let's transition over and let's talk about St. Mark's. Um, Dan Anthony, congratulations obviously on your on your state championship win. Thank you. Um, fantastic uh, first win first championship win since eight. right is that correct
2: yep oh wait we won uh, that was my first year i took over for uh tom Dematius and, and i won it that year so nice
0: um that seems so
2: sick that team was nasty
0: 13 13 and 2 record in the regular season um only two losses coming to archmere who you end up playing in the second round of the playoffs and then and then padua uh, who eventually becomes a d1 state championship as well uh so talk talk to us about the season um you know what what did it feel like March first in comparison to what did it feel like June third you know three months later?
2: um yeah, you know, March first is always tough. I've always said March is the worst month of coaching because you're trying to figure out do tryouts and figure out where girls fit and what's doing, but it's also Delaware weather, so it's you know thirty degrees wind it's all the same marks is the windiest fields in the state by the way um and rainy so it's always tough to try to figure out things uh we had a lot of new pieces we had a lot of young girls that fit in you know we had a good freshman class so trying to fit them in um and mesh with our our veterans so to say our juniors and our upperclassmen um that was tough but you know i and you're always trying. Anthony will tell you we're always mixing the match and we're always trying different positions, different combinations until you finally get one to set. I don't think we really set on a specific lineup until maybe halfway. And even, you know, going in plus, we're still tinkering with some things. So, um, but yeah, the season, uh, it went well, started off. Well, we had a couple easier games that are always good to kind of get the freshmen there, get their feet wet and get them going. Um, Archmere and Padua, that, that was probably the, I mean, you can call it the low point of the season, but we knew that that was coming. We knew we were not going to, uh, we knew we were going to run into some obstacles. Uh, Archmere, we beat them twice last year, so we fully expected them to give us all they could on that game, and they did. They they outplayed us that day. and They came after us. Um, um, and I think that was a wake-up to our girls. That's what we needed. We probably needed a little punch in the face, a little wake-up. Um, you know, we hadn't lost um, in the regular season in a long time. So that, that was definitely good. And I think that kind of motivated the girls. Um, Padua, the loss was it was tough. We we played really, really well against Padua. It was a different vibe than Archmere, where we just didn't play well. Padua, we played really well. It was one of those weird games. Ball didn't go on the net. Their goalie made some unbelievable saves, um, but we played well. And I think coming out of that Padua game, which was our last loss, um, I, I think the sense was different that we were we were ready to go. We were ready for the stretch run. We had a great end of the season playing some tough competition. Um, so yeah, it was kind of an up and down season, um, but it but it was you know it was fun and it kind of all came together at the end. And we you know we played our best soccer at the last three games of the year, which is which is what you want.
1: I would say two Jeez. things: don't play any more games at the Hocus and Turf Field because you lost well, both I, your games I, there. Don't, already, I wouldn't schedule a single game there. Anyway. Oh, uh,
0: knowing Anthony, knowing Anthony, that was that happened the moment. The, the Archmere one might have already sparked a little spidey sense for sure. For sure. After the Padua one, knowing Anthony, there's like
1: whatever I, we wore I,
0: that day, we burnt it like what like
1: it's old schedule. Any more games? I hope I, turn I, I
3: said that. Well, the Archmere game was actually a home game. Yeah. And uh, because it poured so much and St. Mark's field is like weird. It's like kind of down in a little valley so it doesn't drain that well. It's like super muddy. We were like, you know, Tom's on uh, on the staff. So he was able to get us the LRFC. The and we're like, well, we want to play. Because, like Dan said, we hadn't really played any decent competition yet. Um, and we're like, yeah, we want to get this game in. Man, well, I, I'm going to go back to backs or something like that later in the season from now on.
1: Yeah. Second thing is <clears throat> shout out to Dan Simmons for being the easiest opponent on St. Mark's schedule.
3: That's not true. Polytech was not the easiest. It was not the easiest. Um,
1: Dan is a. It was a warm-up game. It was the first game. It was, the yeah. first. It was Our first game.
3: The they were game. not the easiest team that we played. I Trust can it. guarantee you that. They they, uh, they actually didn't play that that bad of a that bad style of a soccer game. It was, uh, and I I want to say it took us a while to score in that yeah. first game. Like they, they were in it. We 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 kind of like had this uh, thing. I'll let Dan kind of talk about it, but we called it the stampede. It was like we, we would go through, like, uh, moments where we didn't really score and we're like, what's going on? And then all of a sudden one would go in and it would be 4 or five zero in, like, six or seven minutes.
2: Which, I mean, obviously that's the sign of a good team. Yeah, but they, they would just pound on you as soon as – the the opponent's heads went down. Oh man, we're down one, nothing. We jump on you. Perfect example. We played Newark charter on our senior day. We had one senior Maddie Shepherd. So we, we called it Maddie day, but it was, they, they had an unbelievable goal at Newark charter and she kept us off the board until late. We finally scored one, nothing. And then I think we scored four, including the halftime. I think we scored four in about a two minute span, like three in the last in the stoppage time, basically. And then in the first 30 seconds, and every time Anthony would just turn to me, hashtag Stampede, we're coming.
0: <laughs> well, fun. I think I think there's a couple of things that go along with it. One, Maddie Shepherds. uh it, and then I think two, even even your freshman class is dynamic players in the attacking third that like can really go at people, especially one v one, right? Like Emma Manley, I know can can go at people one v one. Like you have the ability, and you also have a like, again, you had the best player in Delaware and Maddie. Shepard.
2: Had, uh, yeah, the freshmen are special. And I, the difference this year, at least to me, you know, last year we had Alyssa. Obviously, she's a special player. But we had Alyssa and Maddie. And, um, you know, teams could, could Caravel show, they could, you know, take those two out. And we didn't have many options after this. We could score from every direction this year. We had a lot of weapons between Emma and Lily Phillips and Maddie. And if Kaylee Brady was up top, we yep. had a lot different weapons and a lot of different ways to score. Um and we did that. So I, you know, I think that's kind of goes into that kind of stampede mentality that you know, it wasn't and you know, Maddie had the bulk of the goals, but there was a goals from a lot of different girls on this team and it, it took Maddie actually, I would say you know, we switched Maddie up to the 9 later in the season. I'll give Anthony credit for that and he can talk about that, but um you know, for a while it took Maddie a little bit to get going. Um she was kind of Feeling out the freshmen and and getting the freshmen involved, which is what makes her such a great leader. Um, but yeah, you know, it took her a little bit to get going. We were getting contributions from some other girls more so than Maddie, I would say, the first half of the season. And then you could kind of feel the switch. Maddie said, "All right, this time I've gotten the freshmen involved. Time enough, I'm ready to go." So,
0: so when did you make that switch, Anthony?
2: Oh, um. I think that was was Maddie Day, Anthony. I think that
3: was. Well, so actually, we were thinking about playing Maddie or Lily at the nine, the entire preseason. Then we played Middletown, and Emma just caused so many issues when we um, kind of tinkered things at the nine, and she was giving Tyler some issues, and Tyler's an incredible center back. So we, that's where we were just like, okay, well, now we can just move Maddie back into the midfield, get her the ball a little bit because we have somebody up top that can really stretch the defense. So we went with that, and it was pretty successful. Um, but I, I I don't know what it was. I think we were just playing a little too direct. Newark Charter really sat in against us, and we were like, well, let's move let's move, him uh, outside. we we'll put Maddie forward. We scored, I want to say, 15 seconds later maybe. And we just – and like Dan said, we scored like – three or four goals in a two and a half minute span. And we just never really looked back after that.
2: And that's the coach's dream right there. Anthony said, Hey, <laughs> once I am out wide, just let her speed out wide a little bit, push Maddie up. I did. And I think he's right. I think it was about 15, 20 seconds. I looked back. I was like, that's a great coaching decision. We'll take, it. He'll take credit for that.
0: <laughs> well, can, can you both talk about the fact that you had so many, um, you, you had a bigger freshman class this year, only one graduating senior but your freshmen that are that came in were were coming in to make a huge impact. How does that How does that change your team dynamic, especially coming off of a, I mean, fantastic run last year? You went undefeated in the regular season. How does that How does that dynamic change? That all of a sudden now you're now you're you're adding in all these new pieces. How does you know How do you work through that?
2: Yeah, it's tough. And, and I'm coaching, mostly
0: asking just for advice for next year.
2: I mean, it's tough, and coaching girls is tough. You got to make sure. And we're not perfect. It's, you know, you got to make sure all these personalities mesh. And, you know, you're you're getting a couple real high-level freshmen that are coming in um, and and taking spots and taking roles of some, uh, you know, some returning players. And, you know, we had to be pretty direct early in the season or at, like, meetings, information meetings. Hey, like, spots are up for grabs. It's not, you know, you've been starting for two years. You're going to start, like, spots are up for grabs. Best players are going to play. Um, We got a good freshman class and and obviously there can be some jealousy there. There can be some resentment. So you just got to try to, you know, Anthony and I probably have more talks with girls this year, just saying, kind of explain. I, you know, I try to be as open and honest with the girls as I can. And I think that's the best way. I think they'll take news that maybe they're sitting down or, or, losing some minutes if, if they understand why or they get it beforehand. Um, and that's something I've learned over the years. It's tough to just yank a spot away from a girl if the, she doesn't know why or things like that. So we had to be pretty open with the girls um, and, and just kind of, you know, you have to explain to them, hey, these freshmen can play and, and they're going to help the team. And clearly it did help us um, because it is. It's a tough dynamic when when such talented young players come in. Um, into the mix and, and you got to get the freshman I mean it's a different brand I mean yeah they've played high levels of club and all through their life and and ID clinics and things like that but they've got to um, you know high school soccer is a little bit different and they've got to make sure that they make the adjustments to it and, and I think our freshmen did and there was some trying periods for our freshmen and learning how high school soccer is played and what happens but um, I think they they got that as the season goes on. But yeah, it's definitely you're right, fashion. It's it's a tough thing to kind of mesh that and make it work. Um, uh, but I, I you know I think we did the best we can. I mean, there were some ups and downs obviously throughout the way, but I think we did the best we could.
0: Well, I mean, and I I know I, I got a little bit of I got I got some feedback throughout the season just because of one of our one of our former Delaware Union players who also was a referee, Montana. Um, yeah, <clears throat> she uh you know, I ran into her a couple of times and I was like, Hey, how's it going? Like how you know, enjoying it. And obviously she said yes. Um, and she's a player that I've been talking to Anthony about for probably a year. Um mm-hmm. I, I would I would tell Anthony, hey, you know, Montana's going to St. Mark's. And at the same time, I would go, Montana, you sure you don't want to be a duck? um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but and then uh but you know, n- n- next year, I right, what I think is really cool is you're you're getting a couple other Delaware union players. That are joining that are joining the the school, you know. Do you feel like there's a there's a little bit of a now last couple of years you've had some successful season state championship this year. It is basically a message slash, slash like you know statement out there to the to the soccer community that St. Mark's is here as a you know strong soccer powerhouse that's ready to compete with with the big schools.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I would say we're back. I mean, we had some lean years obviously, but you know, I think with our success the past two years, um, yeah, yeah. I would say we're, we're back and ready to contend with the top, um, um, teams in the state. Yeah, obviously there's still work to do and, you know, we're always going with still work to be done, but, um, yeah, I message. Sure. Yeah. That, that'd be a way to say it. Yeah. We're back and we're, we're ready to roll and hopefully, you know, we can keep, um, playing the best teams in the state and, Setting our, you know, putting ourselves in the best position to to be there. That was our goal this year. Our goal was not to get there. Our goal was to win it. Anthony said to the girls after we won Archmere, he said, so, "You know, be excited." But the goal, nobody wrote on their paper before the season that we wanted to get to the state championship. We wanted to win it. And I think that's now the expectation. It's got to be the expectation. It's not just getting to the playoffs anymore because that's what it was for a couple of years. You know, get get to the playoffs, moral victories, things like that. Now it's you know, play the best players in the or best teams in the state. Um and, and get there and win it. I mean that's got to be the expectation now, and I, you know the girls have to realize that, and I think they will. How do you,
3: Sebastian? You, you were speaking to Montana, and she was just absolutely incredible. Um and um you 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 spoke about freshmen. There was a freshman. We had one of our better players, Katie Lennon, um, went down with a um back like and a dream. back fracture kind of thing. And couldn't play, and we had a freshman. It was kind of getting minutes, but we and we knew she was good. Um, this girl named Ava, and I can't even begin to try to pronounce her last name. But um, she um, she just kind of stayed ready. We kept talking to her, like, "Hey, you're you're going to find your minutes. We're going to get you your minutes." And and Katie went down. <clears throat> she kind of we were having an issue with transition because we had so much offense going forward that transition defense was starting to become a problem. And she stepped right in as a freshman. And I mean, we couldn't pull her off the field for the rest of the year because it, starting in like that, I want to say that Paddle game, it, she just absolutely took over the six role and just played it how we needed it to be played and didn't mind not getting involved offensively. And then when Katie came back, we were able to move her forward, which led to our first goal that uh, Lily Phillips scored in the finals. It was just like uh, just freshmen contributing is uh, it, it's like, it's why you got to play your freshman because that you, you don't know what they're going to contribute. And, you know, we had some players that were on our team for the last three years and we've been really good thinking, oh, well, I can go forward. I can go forward. I can go forward. But then you get a freshman that just wants to keep her spot and guess what? She's going to play her role perfectly. And that actually helped us making that switch.
0: Yeah, I, I, it's, <clears throat> it's interesting that you mentioned that. I think, you know, that's. It's I think it goes back to what Dan said, right? It's those conversations with players. I think it's everybody in the their roles, everybody saying their responsibility this year with Odessa, with having, you know, first first year playing varsity with freshmen and sophomores, 18 players. There was a gap, right? There was a gap, you know, about half the team had played soccer before, but the other half of the team didn't. And so ultimately there is a gap and it was those conversations of the players that weren't getting as much minutes and going listen there's a reason why you're here and you bring a lot of value to this. You might not see yourself in the game as much, but when it comes to training, when it comes to being there like it, or when it comes to somebody needing a break and you needing to step up and for those 5 10 minutes or whatever it is, that's your role to play. And I think that's that's important, especially in high school soccer where a lot of dynamic has to do with the social aspect of it, right? They they, they there's a school pride component to it. There's there's the there's the um you know your peers coming to watch you play. Your friends wanting to play with your friends, wanting to play with the people that you spend the majority of the day with, right? And I think that's a huge part of it. Um, how do you manage the the fifteen game schedule that I think is at times maybe a little too much? In my personal opinion, I think it's a lot of games, especially when you have you know those Monday, Wednesday, Friday games in one week. How do you manage the the load on the players and how do you manage? still trying to get you know the the sessions that you want to get in in
2: uh yeah i mean you got to watch your minutes obviously um you know and, and those weeks are, are tough you just got to try to you know manage minutes and games as much as possible Tra- the training's huge um and anthony said earlier you know you got to get the games you can that way you can uh you know not slack off and train but you can take lighter training sessions um you know we we've Anthony and I have never cut down on, you know, expectations have changed, but man, we love to have our fun practices and, and lighter practices, more, you know, power finesse. We're a big soccer golf program at St. Mark's. Uh, you know, we love the game of soccer golf. The girls go crazy for it. Kickball, you got to keep it light. I mean, if you just do training se- session after training session and really kick their butt, Hey, um, they're going to get tired. They're going to wear down and, and they're not going to like that. You know, that, that's not fun. And and I think, I think we've done a good mixture here of now building this program back up, we're competitive again, we're doing things, but the girls want to play and they enjoy it. Um and they want to come to practice every day. You know, very few of our players I think are dread dreading coming to practice. Um and we'll mix in some running. We'll mix in some conditioning, but we'll do it with some fun twists on things. Uh I don't think we're afraid to just, hey, let's not put the soccer balls out today. Let's play kickball. Yeah. Let's just let's just have fun as a team, still make it competitive. Um, and still build that nature. But, uh, yeah, I think that helps. Yeah, it keeps the girls fresh. It keeps them wanting to come to practice, um, wanting to come train. Um, and, and they've got to understand, hey, when we do need to train, when we got to get some things done, you got to focus in. And, and they, this, this group did a good job of that. Um, but, yeah, that, that's how I think we do a pretty good uh, combination of, of keeping our girls fresh and excited and um, have a good high energy.
0: I think we should uh instead of having a preseason scrimmage in 11 v eleven soccer, which I have no interest in doing against St. Mark's. Um uh not because I don't I wouldn't want to be around you guys. I definitely do. I just don't feel like we're ready yet. Uh <laughs> but I would I would I would like to do a soccer golf competition, a little soccer golf like exhibition.
1: That could uh, be fun. That could be fun. Scared money don't make no money, Sebastian. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we we would welcome that. I mean, you know. We'll go full campus at St. Mark's Spartans, soccer golf, full campus down on the baseball field, football field, wherever you want to go. Yeah. Who's got the better campus, St. Mark's or Odessa? I believe the coach – Anthony, correct me. I believe we're still undefeated in soccer golf against our girls.
3: We are. We are. Um, It's been a couple of hairy moments. But, uh, yeah, we definitely uh, definitely are still undefeated. Um, I don't know, man. If you talk about, like, brand new and stuff like that, Odessa (laughs) has – obviously all the the bells and the whistles, but if you talk about just like scenery, I mean, I don't think much comes close to St. Marks. So you've got fields all over the place. It's almost like a college campus. I think um, for soccer golf purposes, because of all the hills and all like the the scenery, I think I think. And we don't have any hills.
0: We're we don't have any hills. We're pretty flat at Odessa.
3: I I think St. Mark's is uh, where it's going to be. But now that I'm living in Clayton, I wouldn't be opposed to being in Odessa. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, Well, Dan, before before we wrap up, uh, at least on this part of it, um, let's talk about the boy side though. Because you, you're the, you're the boys' coach as well. How uh, how do you how do you start preparing for that season? And you know how do you make that transition? And and how do you manage coaching both programs while also still being a teacher in the school?
2: Yeah, it's it's tough. Um, so I took my you know week or so to to relax and and um, mm-hmm. you know enjoy the girls' season. But now I'm you know I'm on guys' season. We're going to start workouts this week. Um, so in the summer, you know we, we do all the same stuff. Probably most schools do. They're in the summer league. Um, up at the Chase Fieldhouse. They go to a team camp in Gettysburg, which we've gone to for uh last four or five years. We do workouts where the guys come um and they work out themselves. You know, I might be there just to hang out, but it's something they do on their own. Um, yeah, mostly conditioning, some, you know, then they'll just kind of scribble and play just to get some things down. Um but yeah, it's fun. I mean, I wouldn't want any, any other way coaching both programs. Um, I don't know how many people have asked me, who do I like better? And I I can't answer And And people will probably call BS on me, but, um, they both bring positives and and negatives. I mean, you know, I I love the fact the boys are, um, maybe they're not as goofy as the girls, but, but they're competitive and they come every day. Um, and they're ready just to work every day. That that's fun for me, you know? Um, the, the comp- more of a little bit competitive nature of the boys. Um Whereas the girls, maybe a little bit lighter, a little bit more, um, not goofy is the word, but, you know, a little bit more fun there. Uh, but, yeah, that you know, I wouldn't want any other way working with both programs. The boys, we should be pretty good. I mean, we lost a couple key players. We lost our goalie, but we got another goalie coming up. And, uh, you know, we should make another pretty good run in the D2. I, you know, I think a lot of, we had one of our boys was our, uh, John Lennon, he was cousin of one of our players and the girls, and he was our manager for the girls. Um, and that was one of the first things he said to me as we were kind of celebrating on the field. He's like, we're, we're we got to do this for the boys. So, you know, hopefully he can relay that message, just how much fun it is to make us a, a deep tournament run and get to the championship. Um, and, and that's something we haven't been able to do with the boys in the past couple of years. We've been there, we've knocked on the door. Uh, we were the one seed last year and, and we're, we're getting closer and we're building that program up. Um, uh, but now we just gotta, you know, break through that wall. But, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm excited about the boys. I'm uh, starting this week. My attention goes to the boys. So, um, you know, we'll start training with them. Start getting them going. Our numbers look good for the boys side, and uh, we should be ready to go.
1: Now, you guys, I, think you, I have a keeper coming in to St. Mark's <laughs> freshman, incoming freshmen. Okay. All right. Well, nobody can do for you, but I got to keep it coming in.
2: All right, I like it. We we uh, we've had a good run with keepers, and I and. Anthony will tell you, I know from the girls' side, because we did not have a keeper for a while, it's tough to not have yeah. a strong keeper because you can play so well in the field and just give up one. It should be a save and a keeper lets in. Luckily, we've got a good keeper now for the girls, but we've been lucky on the boys' side. They've had, as far as long as I've coached and helped out with Coach Dematius even before that, we've had strong keepers um, year in and year out. I haven't had to worry, but knock on wood, I've not had to worry about that position for a while. Um, I've got my own son coming in in three years, he's a keeper. So hopefully, you know, he can carry that tradition.
3: Um, he's, he's game good too.
2: He's um, okay. <laughs> I'll
1: tell you this, man, y'all come out to Middletown village on Tuesdays and Thursdays and get this keeper some work, then he'll be the, you starting keeper for four years.
2: It, it's funny. So my, my son, not to go off on a tangent, but my son played the ODP program, and they they practiced Tuesday up at your guy's place. Oh yeah. Place. And of course his coach was Lance. So Lance gave him a lot of a lot of crap <laughs> and uh took a lot of his anger out on on my son in goal. Played, <laughs> that that was rough, but yeah. He he, did, he, he kind of
3: roasted uh, Lance too. What was that story? So
2: about? Lance uh, Lance said, I'm gonna take you know the championship out on your son and goal. And so Lance went pretty hard against him and he <laughs> he crushed a left footed shot um side net on Tom and uh looked at Tom he said Tom you had no shot of saving that Tom looked right back at me and said hey who shot or who taught you how to shoot left footed Maddie Sheppers?"
3: <laughs> she scored a left footed goal for the winners so that's what awesome. made it so great
0: that's good well at least listen if you're gonna do it to anybody Lance is a good person to do it to. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely um did you guys, you guys, you guys did a from what I saw in the uh, on your schedule from last year? You guys played against each other on the boys' side, right?
2: Yeah, we've scrimmaged now. Well, since Anthony's been over there, so I get you know the past three years, and I tell you what, it's always a great scrimmage. I, I, you know, it's uh, it's a competitive scrimmage for both of us. I think it helps out both of us, and you know, he can talk more about it. The first year, I think, was in the downpour down in Middletown. Um, uh, that wasn't fun, but, uh, no, it's always a good scrimmage. It's a good, uh, good way to keep tabs on our teams. And, uh, you know, I, we're in constant contact throughout the boys season. Um, you know, we probably texted, you know, after each game, how'd you do, what could you do better? Things like that. So obviously there's support there, um, from the both of us. So that's a fun scrimmage to have for, for Anthony and I.
3: Yeah, actually that first year that we scrimmaged, it was up at St. Mark's and, um, we were looking pretty good and Nate Bampo uh rolled his uh ankle high ankle sprain on like this patch and it's been there for years at St. Marks it's this patch and even if you're not paying attention when you're just training practice like it'll get you and uh he was he ended up being out for 3 weeks from that uh just a huge damper um on the season so i'll never forget that first scrimmage but and and he haven't gone
0: back on the St. Marks on the boys side since that that next year, <laughs> Past two years,
3: that next yeah, year, go. that next year though was a torrential downpour. Yeah. Torrential downpour. But we had turf. We wouldn't have been able to play. We would have had to go to a Delaware FC f- to play. That's <laughs> no, you we don't want to, to play, play there.
2: So there. don't want to play there.
0: Um, so Dan, how is how is Anthony as a player?
2: Oh, Anthony, he was one of my favorites, and my wife will still say that Anthony was her favorite player of that of that team. Um, no, that was the so that was my first year coaching. Um, coach Samadius uh, heard that I played soccer in high school. He needed a JV coach. He brought me aboard. I mean, I could not have asked for a better. I mean, my JV team was fun. I I, I remember like a handful of them. <laughs> they were a good squad. But you know, I I loved that varsity team, and it was his senior year, and that was an awesome group. He'll tell you it was an awesome group of soccer players and just kids at St. Mark's that I knew uh, really well, even besides soccer. Um, but Anthony was good. He was, he was a leader for us that year. Um, we, we had a lot of leaders that year, but he definitely stepped up, um, in key moments, uh, for that team. Um, and that, that was a fun ride, but yeah, he, he was, uh, definitely a huge addition on that, uh, or a huge component of that, of that championship. You know, they made it to the, to the finals that year and, and, uh, almost pulled off a huge upset over Sally's. And he was a huge component of that, just keeping the team level. And, um, with his leadership style and you can see that's the same way he does with his teams now. Um, you know, he's taken that you know, from being a player up through the coaching ranks. So, but yeah, he was huge for us that year. Awesome. Great. Thanks and for the nice words. When we played in Newcastle County adult league, he was huge for us. He was, he was a huge fan of that team too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Well, let's, uh, let's shift gears. Um, by the way, again, once again, congratulations to the both of you on a on a great season with the girls. Um, thank you. All right, let's shift. Let's shift gears. Um, big announcement yesterday. Um, we were we had a mini watch party. Well, I had a mini watch party. Uh, I think Dwayne reluctantly showed uh, was there because or participated in it
1: because I I knew the venues already. You didn't. You had no idea. <laughs> Dude, I was naming those American ones. You can't tell me. I wasn't, I wasn't like. You weren't on, you
0: did not get all of them though. You had the Twitter leak.
1: So they didn't put it in Vegas. Okay.
0: Yeah, you didn't put it in Vegas. There you go. You said Vegas. I got LA. Kansas City. I mean, yeah. Dallas. Yeah. Philly. How's it going to work with some of those
3: turf fields? I think there's a pretty good chance that the link hosts uh, at least the bare minimum a quarterfinal. Yeah. Because it's not a turf field.
1: Yeah. It's a great i mean sebastian (laughs) sebastian's uh mike kralt's team have the uh uniqueness to say they played a game
0: yeah i have been inside the link i have touched the grass of the link for whatever that's
1: I i know it's not it's not
0: the same feeling that like i know anthony would have if like being inside there i don't i have zero connection to the to the stadium uh but i know anthony would yeah but um Dan and I are both huge Eagles fans. Oh, both of you are. And yeah. uh, Dwayne, go, go, Dwayne go with the
3: stupid Steelers, but uh yeah we'll, a right, we'll bunch this up
1: We'll See you at the game. I'll just I'll just randomly yell Go Birds. Uh, yeah, I like that. Um we'll see you at the game. We'll cook <laughs> you up. <A> <laughs> um I
0: I will say that it 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 definitely felt narrower than I would expect it of, of the field to be. It felt like tight once you were inside there.
3: It's the same same size as the uh as the football field at the Cavalier Stadium you just I played know, on. No, it's I just, know, I know,
0: I know. It just tight. feels I think <laughs> I think it's because I think it's because of how the stadium is built. I think it just feels a little tight.
2: I, um, I agree with that. The couple times I've been the link. It, it it was something about it, the, the crowd seems on top of you. It's it's uh, not yeah. that I've ever seen the field, but like I've been down that first bowl and the bowl area, and it does kind of feel like you're it's a tight feeling stadium for whatever reason.
0: Yeah, which I actually think from a soccer standpoint would be fantastic.
3: Yeah, first the first event ever at the link was a soccer match between Manchester United and Barcelona.
0: Look at that! Yeah, good. first good.
3: ever event on this day. In soccer I was there. there
0: you were there. What I day was there, it? Yeah. Um,
3: I don't. It was the you got summer. The day. um No, I. I let my uh, old coach John Barry he had an assistant um, who worked for Mastercard, and he uh, got us all all the players and one parent got to go. And uh, we sat like maybe eight rows in midfield. It
0: was, it was awesome. Nice. Yep. So, all right, so let's go through the list. Uh, they divided the, this in three different regions, Toronto, uh, up at BMO field, Boston, up at Gillette stadium, uh, Philly at the link, Miami at the hard rock and New York slash New Jersey, however you want to call it in the MetLife stadium. Um, Obviously, I think DC gets the gets knocked out of that, which
1: might have you know like Baltimore.
3: And three of those fields that you just named are turf fields, right?
1: No, nah. all the football yeah. stadiums are grass.
3: No, nah, MetLife's turf, isn't it?
2: Uh yeah, I think it is.
3: I think it's turf. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I think it'll be us or Miami that that hosts that quarter or semi.
0: I'm telling you. And then what Toronto's field? What with- turf? I
1: Toronto's turf. It's too cold. I think all the Canadian fields are turf,
0: and that might have been that might be one of the smaller stadiums of the World Cup too. Yeah, <clears> that's at twenty seven thousand,
2: football thirty. Stick. MetLife Stadium is a turf field. That is.
0: Marketing confirmed. analytics department has uh, contracted Dan Swayze, and uh, he's part of our marketing analytics department now.
2: That was a quick get by him. Yeah, perfect. couldn't I'm, figure I'm, out. I, didn't work. I've got it here, and I can Google stuff. He's
0: got thir- he's got four computers <laughs> set up right now. <laughs> yeah,
1: but DC DC never had really had a bid because they had to go. They had to use the Baltimore Ravens stadium because FedEx Field is trash, and Audi Field is too small. So it went to Baltimore. And Baltimore now, granted,
0: now I I agree. Audi Field is too small, but it would be cool to have a have a World Cup game in that field. That that stadium is pretty cool. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm trying to go to DC United Bayern game.
0: That stadium is pretty cool.
1: All right. So
0: uh, moving on to the central one. Kansas City, this is the one I don't agree with. The airport. I cannot st- I, I I I understand that the training grounds for U.S. soccer are there. The headquarters for uh for um for US soccer are not there. They're in Chicago, but the training grounds are there in Kansas City, and I understand that I I don't know that the city has the infrastructure outside of the the cool little Trolley like free train thing. Um, the infrastructure to hold that. They it to that sit- I have or... been to I have been that city. Yeah.
1: Are they uh, having uh, at arrowhead or at the soccer stadium? Arrowhead. Arrowhead. Oh, that's pretty cool though.
0: I mean, I have been to the Kansas City City, Kansas City, sporting Kansas City Stadium. That stadium is also really cool. Like it sits in. Um, I don't know that like the airport is tiny. The airport's yeah. really small. We were like we, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, that, was, like you that was a weird. Walking
1: the airport, and you're at your gate. Yeah, <laughs> and they and just I've put you through a maze to get to your gate.
2: I've never been to Arrowhead, but I gotta guess it's kind of a. I mean, it's an old school stadium. It's probably uh pretty tight in there.
0: I don't know. Uh, seventy six thousand people.
1: Wow, Patrick Mahomes gonna bring the people out.
0: I mean, he was on the he was on the little little um thing they did a the little video. Uh, all right, so moving on to Dallas. Uh. <laughs> Then Atlanta,
1: Jerry Jones bought the World Cup (laughs) (laughs) record and say that Uh,
0: Houston. And then you have Monterey and obviously the Azteca is going to be there. Uh, Mexico. Now, this would be their third World Cup. That they've uh, they've had or will have part of it. And then the West, you have Vancouver, Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles and Guadalajara um seattle i think is a cool one i think that's the one that people would probably want to go to that stadium looks really cool um and just in general it's a cool city right like, i've never also been right? everyone everyone said that it's a really cool city also turf yep. also yep. Turf. yeah um so out of the cities that got left out uh denver left out yeah um which good call good call why love Denver? too hard to breathe
1: they
0: would <laughs> have players score Mexico's goals. not. They're about the same altitude.
1: All right, well, I'd rather play in Mexico than Denver.
0: <laughs> uh Cincinnati also left out. Trash.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh nobody wants to go to Cincinnati.
0: I don't think anyone wants to go to Kansas City. Uh Nashville, I thought was would have been a good one. Uh it's been a it's been a f- m- like fast growing market. Yeah. In the soccer world. Um, And Orlando left out. I think Orlando, it makes sense. You can't have two. You should not have two in in Florida. Um, Again, outside of Disney World, Orlando has not a ton there. Um, You
1: could could park your cruise ship there.
0: That's Argentina style right there. Oh, Dan, Dan, we we have a debate going on in the podcast. So we would like your input on this. So um, Argentina for the Qatar World Cup is rumored to be purchasing or renting a uh, a cruise ship to host the families of the staff and the players because they don't they can't find lodging. So they're going to dock a, a cruise ship. So we were trying to figure out um if the families all we 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 had the idea that Messi would just go out, drop a card, rent the cruise ship. Do you think people are venmoing Messi? No. No. no? No. no. You don't think you don't think you don't think Messi's got Venmo?
2: No, I don't. I, I, I No. I don't think they're Venmoing or paying him back at all. I, I think that's on him. That's yeah. on him. I'm gonna I'm Messi's uh
1: Venmo agent. <laughs> A 10% of all no. Venmo requests. That's on him.
0: I think from now on we're asking everybody, everybody that comes on, do you think Messi's got Venmo? That's the new that's the yeah. new question. Yeah, he
2: might have, but I, I think this one that might have been on him. That's a nice, yeah, that'd be nice.
0: All right, let's just say you go out to dinner with Messi,
2: and he pays for me.
1: Well, no, no, no. Messi he sends pays. you after
0: dinner. You get a Venmo request from
2: Messi
1: after you already ate like the porterhouse. Thing, <laughs> you got you know you ate the most
2: expensive items. No, nah, he he can cover me. <laughs> <laughs> it's he's like, like a- no doubt. Like what <laughs> he's never got else? it.
3: Never got it. My
0: my yeah.
1: notifications
0: were off. Yeah, <laughs> it's I it's it was my switch. It was my switch from the Samsung to the iPhone. Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> great. I lost it. I don't even think
2: so. Samsung doesn't have Venmo. Don't worry about
1: it. <laughs> Samsung. <pay.
2: laughs> <clears throat> All right. Good. Well. Good to know. Uh, I think
1: just, that uh, going back to the World Cup Venmo venues. Venmo's. Venmo World <laughs> Cup. It would have been cool to use some of the college football stadiums because they have higher capacity than the NFL stadiums. Like, the University of Michigan stadium, I think, has the highest capacity or highest attended soccer game, at least in America, with like, over 100,000 people.
0: I mean, Nealon in Knoxville holds 107,000?
1: That would have been, like, that would That have place been cool. is no joke. But that would have been cool to just, like, say, you know what? We're just going to set the record right here. Yeah. Like, sell, sell it out. Very cheap, very-
0: yeah, and that was so I had a, had a conversation with my wife about this. So normally when the World Cup gets hosted, FIFA drops a ton of money in infrastructure and building new stadiums uh that are very soccer specific <laughs> stadiums is a big part of it. The US, I think and Canada and and uh, and Mexico, probably three countries. Maybe Canada, but maybe not. I mean they have the they have soccer specific stadiums. But three countries that don't particularly need new stadiums yeah because then what ends up happening is this, what happened in Brazil where they built two or three new stadiums that just go unused because there's nobody to you can't afford to actually put a team in there because the team that would go in there is either a lower division team or a team that doesn't have as much popularity so you can't fill it so now it's more expensive to turn the lights on in the stadium than it is to then than any money you're never you never break even
1: yeah, it would have been if if expansion was still a talking point, and I think MLS is kind of slowing down with expansion because they're nearing 30 teams. If they don't already have 30 teams, I think that would have been a good point to build a soccer stadium. Let's say Cincinnati didn't have a team yet to put a soccer stadium in Cincinnati and have a game there. But I think now, I mean, we probably have all of our bases covered of where stadiums are. I mean, all be, the
0: all the cities have a MLS team, right? All MLS. the outside of obviously Mexico, but the rest of them all do.
1: Yeah. Well, they all have a professional team. At that, you know,
0: yeah, but they all have an MLS team as well. So yeah. that's, uh, that's well, the hard
1: part. right? Yeah.
0: And they have an NFL team, I guess, too. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting for sure. Um. Well, some cities have two, right? Don't doesn't LA have two football teams,
1: LA, New York. I mean, Dallas, yeah, Houston, yeah. I mean, so, three hours apart.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, well, we're moving on to the Nations League. Uh, Doing you said you watched the El Salvador-USA
1: game, right? Yeah, man, it was a mud pit. Um, very sloppy game. Yeah. CONCACAF. Again, we keep talking about this CONCACAF style of play. It's that grittiness that they're going down to El Salvador in the pouring rain. The field's in absolute terrible condition. They're wearing white. The jerseys are muddy. They look like El Salvador, like a half-in. Um, but a very sloppy game. Yeah. Um, us give up a pretty bad goal i i personally thought it was a cross the announcer said it was a shot um but a pretty bad goal caught ethan horvath like kind of wrong footed but they bounced back late in the game um but i think again just for this group of players getting experienced for the world cup um this fall i think it's a good experience to get them you know that grittiness that they might not get at the club level like, you know, uh, the Juventus and the Chelsea, the big, big main players, the big clubs kind of get protected at the club level. You know, it's not such a, oh, want to use the word dirty, but it's not such a gritty, grinded out game. Um, I think they're getting experience for that. Yeah. I think there's still going to be questions to be answered. Goalkeeper, I think, is wide open. Um, I don't know that you have a clear number one there and you I can mean, still look forward I think the front three, you still have to solidify who's going to be in there because Brendan Aronson played in the midfield last game, So still some questions to answer, but I think it'll come down to, like everybody's saying, who's informed come October, November, who's healthy, and we'll we'll find out, you know, most importantly, who's going to be scoring the goals, and most importantly, who's going to be stopping the goals.
0: And so far, no other game has been scheduled for the U.S. Or the the World Cup. in September. September, right? But they,
1: yeah. Europe, they have uh, they have a window in September in uh like two games. Okay,
0: yeah. We'll see. All right, uh, we're moving on to the player of the match. So Dan, uh since your first time on, so player of the match, uh, we give an award out to so every each of us will give out an award uh to somebody that we think um has done something uh worthy of being the player of the match. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be a soccer player. It can be anybody. It can be multiple people. It can be a team. It can be kind of whatever you want there, uh, but somebody that stood out in this week. So um, I'll go first. Uh, I didn't do it last week purposely because uh, we hadn't finished the season yet, but now the recreational se- officially recreational season is officially done. So my player of the match goes out to Dwayne uh, for, hey. for once again, managing a fantastic recreational season uh, in a new facility, in a new location. After twenty some odd years of being in the same place, uh he took on the the challenge of of being able to schedule everybody in a new place. So, uh so my player match
1: goes out to Duane. Great job, Dwayne. Appreciate it. I got I got the same email as you got, Anthony. Where we playing? Well, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, where we Uh Duane,
2: playing?
0: you can go next.
1: <laughs> uh Dude, I've been meaning to name this player my player that matched. So it's just like a two months ago, player of the match Kingsley. Come on again. Oh winning, my God. This... Again, winning, um, the league. I think he's undefeated in leagues because he's only played for Bayern. PSG. did he play for PSG and Juventus? So he's never lost the league. Um, won it again this year. So I, my bad Kingsley, I meant to put you on a couple months ago. Um, but no, for, for current times, uh, yeah, it's a Pulisic man. Uh being up at PA Classics and really this is the first time I've had the opportunity to look at the Pulisic uh stomping grounds, like from not having to rush to classics and rush back. I think that's pretty cool that he donated it. Um, you always see a ton of kids in that area um at Classics Park. Um, and it just seems like a hit, like people love it, they love and it's it's a good little facility for everybody to use. Nice.
0: Uh Dan, we'll have you go next. You got a player of the match?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'll go one specific. I mean, this is you know, you, you threw me. At, yeah, this was quick thinking on my part. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll I'll take one specific, but it's kind of a group of players. And I, I meant to mention this when we were talking about St. Mark's, not to go back to St. Mark's, but um, I, I'll say Anthony and just my whole coaching staff. I mean, it doesn't get done. I mean, the girls are fantastic. It doesn't get done without assistant coaches. You know that, Sebastian. Yep. Uh, um, it, it just doesn't and i'm out a lot not a lot but i miss a bunch because of meetings or other um th- responsibilities at school the fact that i can turn over session eight, he's he's a co-head coach in my mind um with me and he does most of our training anyway and then there's you know Tom Antonelli, doug davini shaheen ramani they all help out it's just tremendous coaching staff and the fact that i get to go work with not just fun girls that that are fun to train with but the coaches we have a blast doing it um you you'll catch us laughing on the sidelines more often than we probably should about something that's going on in the game. Um that that makes it enjoyable. Um so I'll, I'll say a shout out to to my co-head coach there Anthony and really my whole coaching staff um and a big thank you uh to those guys for helping me out. Awesome. Well, last
3: week I said Maddie because I was waiting to say Dan today.
2: <laughs>
3: so thank you for putting Dan first, but um if you think about Dan as a head coach, you said everybody likes Dan. As a head coach, okay. So, do you know how hard that is to do? How many encounters you have as being a competitive person uh, as a coach? There, it's impossible that you don't not like that you don't like everybody. Like, there's I can tell you, there's coaches that I can't stand, and I'm never going to tell you. Yeah, <laughs> I might just not talk at all. Like, the, for how many games Dan is coach? He's been coaching girls since 2008. He's probably played against every single person in the state. And like you said, for every single person to say that nothing but good words about him, you know what I mean? Like, that's pretty rare. So, like, think of the success that Dan has had. And he won one in 2008. His first year in 2012, um, he took the boys to triple overtime with Sally's and lost.
2: Um that's that's the whole podcast in itself. That that
3: that game was ridiculous. Uh, Total crap. But um That's back in um, my day. (laughs) No, it's just for uh Swayze, it's been a long time coming and and he deserved this uh this second state championship. And it took a little bit longer than I think we would have uh, all liked on the same mark side. But for him to get this, it's so it's so deserved. It's so deserved. And um, you know, I'm just uh happy
0: to
1: say that uh, I, I could be part of that stuff. Thanks, bud. It's a, it's a movie, right? It's yeah, movie.
0: that's right. Yeah, didn't we talk about it? Who was playing?
1: <laughs> yeah, Dan, who would, who would play you
2: in the St. Mark's movie? What actors? I have been told I look a lot like uh, Jim from The Office. So I'll say Jim, I don't even know his last name, Jim from The Office. Jim from The Office.
3: Krasinski or something like that? Well, from from John, Krasinski. Krasinski. John Krasinski.
2: John Krasinski. I said John. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogan's good. Yeah. Who would more importantly, who would play Anthony? I mean, that's that's a fun character. No, not, that's what I said. Seth Rogan. Who would say Seth Rogan for you? Very nice. That'd
3: be great. I mean, I, I, I got a red card for laughing. Seth Rogan's pretty funny, you know. I, mean, I <laughs> think it just fits in.
1: St. Hey, Mark's movie. St. Mark's movie on their uh, 2022 season coming in, 2026. Hey, before the World Cup. Yeah, there you go. They'll be they'll be on the big screens. I
0: like it. <laughs> All right, on this day in soccer history and it's absolutely fitting that we talked about everything. Obviously, I'm I'm assuming it was somewhat planned out that the um that the announcement of the of the World Cup venues was yesterday. Uh but today, uh January 17th, uh 1994.
1: January oh, 17th, I know what this is. January 17th. OJ 19th. went on the chase. What? Isn't this the day OJ went on the chase? No, I don't know.
0: But
3: <laughs> it's not what I was going. This day in soccer history, soccer history. OJ on in Southern <laughs> California, but
0: <laughs> definitely not. No, uh, uh at Soldier Field, not a 2026 World Cup stadium, Uh, but there w- it was a World Cup stadium in 1994 when the opening ceremony of the 94 World Cup happened, Um, and in that amazing moment uh oprah winfrey was the MC. uh diana ross was singing and she was there's a moment where she's running down the field and she's supposed to shoot this ball into a goal that's at the top of the six and the goal's supposed to break away as the ball goes into the goal and it's this whole thing she missed the shot uh the ball goes wide the goal still broke away <laughs> uh but yeah that's so the moment over- there Dave.
3: It's a, Smitty, it's a Smitty moment
0: there, Dave. <laughs> uh, so World Cup 1994, June 17th was the opening ceremony. Yeah, uh, this is, uh, so that was 30
1: for 30 on the whole sixth. day.
0: On this day in soccer history right there. Yeah,
1: they got a 30 for 30 on June 17th. Do they? Yeah. That World Cup.
0: Yeah. OJ. Oh, OJ was his day too. Okay.
1: NBA Finals. Oh. New York Rangers won the World Cup. The World Cup. I mean, the uh, Stanley, Stanley, Cup? Stanley Cup. Sorry. Stanley Cup. Arnold Palmer played his final round of the U.S. Open. And King Griffey tied Babe Ruth's record of the most home runs before June 30th. Wow. all happened on the same day.
0: Someone was not pretty clearly. clearly. No, Someone was definitely not planning this out correctly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Someone looked at the sports schedule and said, let's put everything at once back in 94 when you didn't have three hundred and seventy-five
1: different channels. Yeah, well, they didn't. They definitely didn't plan out the OJ chase.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, they didn't plan that out. But at the same time, like you're putting in the NBA Finals, the Stanley Cup, and all that in the same day.
1: Yeah, and I think the NBA Finals was um, New York, with Knicks were in the finals. Hmm. So you had the New York Rangers playing,
2: and you had the New York Knicks.
3: Dan probably knows that off the top of his head. He's a big
2: basketball uh, guy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the Knicks. Lost to the Rockets.
0: There you
1: go. I
2: wasn't born in so i not. <laughs>
0: uh, 19, well, I mean, last night, congratulations. I guess oh. even though we're a soccer podcast, congratulations to the Warriors for winning the... Dan's
3: a big Celtics fan.
2: Are you really? Ooh. I am. Yeah, I oh. grew up in New England. So, or I was born in New England. lived there, and I loved Larry Bird. Um, so, yeah, I'm a big Celtics fan.
0: but not, But not a Patriots fan.
2: I was no, feeling I for him I, last night. Ball as a kid, so that's why I gravitate to that. But then since I'm Philly, <clears> really, you know, when I started to love all the other Philly sports, um, that's why yeah, I'm Philly everything else.
0: Okay, just just Celtics. Well, sorry about
2: that then. Uh, Celtics needed <laughs> Larry Bird last night, man. That, they went that series easy with Larry Bird. Maybe Larry Bird today, but I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, all right, so that was on this day in soccer history. All right, fair play of the week. Um. So fair play of the week goes out to somebody that did something good for the game um, again can be a player can be a team can be uh, we've also gone sarcastic with it and we've gone like unfair play of the week um, but uh, so mine goes out to uh, Sean and Jesse yesterday we have one of our players had a car accident right outside of the fields uh, and they were kind of the first in the scene and, and helped out and so thanks to Jesse and Sean and all the parents that were able to help out luckily all of our Players and everybody involved is safe and they're were good and recovered. Uh, but it was kind of a scary moment to find out, um, as that was happening because I was five minutes behind everything. So, um, so it's kind of a scary moment, but uh, so my fair play the week goes out to them. Uh, let's switch it up. Let's go, Anthony. Next, um, I guess,
3: uh, my fair play of the week will go to um, our JV coach, Shaheen Ramini. He was uh, thinking about leaving to go coach with Lance Barry at Caravel. Oh, we're all pretty close friends there with a, uh, with a connection. And obviously Lance saw that Shah was coaching, doing good things with us. He tried to steal him by offering him some more money, but he just, oh. informed Dan and I, that he will be staying. Um, so that's a, that's my fair play
2: of the, he, of the they week. Kidnapped this he guy, is, made him stay. He had <laughs> signed on as the JV coach. Now he is, JV boys coach. He is, he's staying
3: on. Uh-huh. So he did so good um, that uh, yeah, he earned himself another job there.
1: We so got to nice. get the, we got to get him on the podcast. To figure out what the, uh, he's a fun, he's a fun dude. What the negotiations <laughs> were there.
0: Heck of a soccer player too. We should, we should get lands. We should get the, everybody on the same, t- on the same time.
1: Just see how many get on the podcast.
0: Yeah, we we might be. It might be the one time I actually have to edit the podcast as far as <laughs> language is concerned.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, uh, Dwayne, who's your fair play of the week? Uh, I'm going sarcastic with this one. Barcelona getting fair play of the week. Oh, uh, why? Because of uh, I know why. Because they they signed Danny Alves because they need yep. him. Then they tell him, you know, he's like, hey, I need to just stay on until the World Cup so I can stay fit. They tell him they no longer need his services. They don't, man.
0: No one's trying to pay his salary.
1: They're not even getting paid like that. And then they're they trying also to, they're trying
0: of cut salary, man.
1: And they also gave Gerard PK the boot as well. Did they? So, yeah, they told him he's not starting. He's, oh, well, he's not starting. Well, that's fine. He's like, no, nah, I'm fighting for my place in the team and the best center back you got. So, shout out to Barcelona for dumping their uh, vets that they so called relied on. And then The The question is: Is Ricky Pooch going to stay? Ricky Pooch is out. Maybe I think he's gone. Is he like 23 now? Hopefully, Ricky Pooch stays. That's all we care about. I think Ricky Pooch might be on his last leg.
0: I hope. I hope he's not. I think he'll be the
1: 22. uh, He'll turn 23 this year. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um Dan, by the way, we are a big we are probably the pod the one podcast that is the uh, biggest Ricky Pooch fan from Barcelona, even though he barely plays. Um
2: I like it.
0: Yeah.
2: All right. Uh
1: well wait, and Ricky Pooch news. Hold on. Wait, we got like, we got Ricky Pooch news. You know how PK and Shakira broke up. They did? I didn't know that either. Yeah, oh, my they God. Split I'm up. so
0: far behind. What? They split PK,
1: up. PK and Ricky Pooch hit the town together after they broke up enjoying oh, the nightlife. Oh, <laughs> oh. That's not good. He's definitely not coming back.
0: <laughs> uh, the fun fact about Shakira and PK, you know, they are 10 years apart on the exactly the same day. They, have the, they share the same birthday. I'm PK gonna... is 10 years younger than Shakira. Shakira's Shakira apart. could be 20 years apart.
3: I was going to love...
1: say <laughs> Shakira is the... Five somehow, older than me.
0: somehow, somehow they broke up though. So you know, she's twenty-eight. Oh, there's a chance.
1: <laughs> there you go. She's there, I guess so. We're eighteen years apart, and yeah.
0: <laughs> um. All right. Well, Dan, I hope you had a, you had a good time on the podcast. Class. Uh, Thanks, guys. Uh, you're welcome. Back anytime. Um, you you can even come back without Anthony. We can kick him to the curb. It doesn't matter.
2: A lot of people say that to me. That I just- <laughs>
1: you, gotta, you gotta start listening to those voices in your head, man. <laughs> start and, listening. Uh,
3: gotta get Mike. Dan and Mike. You gotta get Dan and Mike on, and uh so Dan can ask him some questions about his new uh star player, Maddie. Oh
0: yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, Ooh. Mike is uh Mike has been a big participant of the podcast. So yeah, we can get Mike on the podcast there. Mike uh, has more and- episodes
1: than Anthony. Oh he he
2: was- definitely. Had- at the championship, I think she was freaking out about that a little bit, but he was at the championship.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, I think you can come back anytime. It doesn't have no, to do with Anthony. Without Anthony, you might you, you might get the sportsmanship award. So there you go. I mean, that might be
2: I mean, we haven't <laughs> That's got something St. Marks it's is striving for. St. Mark's. I don't know. <laughs> uh
0: well, I think I think we need to find a way to schedule this uh soccer golf game uh we can put it in as a scrimmage and just not play it and then well no we don't want to do that because then we lose the scrimmage but we can we can find a day just to meet up and just play some soccer golf
2: yeah we'll do a little dual uh practice session like they do in the nfl you know you practice with the other team there oh you there you go. Go. we can do that i'd be down there for that you go. we could do it you yeah know, you could do like an hour of real soccer training session work together and then, then we break it out for a half hour round of soccer golf
1: let's do it perfect yeah. Sounds like a plan. I'll see you guys there. No, yeah. you're, not invi- you're
0: not invited. Not on anybody's staff.
1: Not on the staff. <laughs> I've and
2: always, then we'll, uh, you know, as we like to celebrate with the Shed Pot, You know, we have a couple uh, light refreshments out at the soccer shed. So it's perfect.
0: All right. Yeah, let's do it.
1: I think it'll be fun. Be a good time.
2: Great. I'll bring the donuts.
1: There you go. <laughs> you're the referee. Sponsored by.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh anthony thanks so much for coming on as well uh thanks, thanks for having me i forgot we you were started. here thanks yeah. for having me, guys.
3: that tends <laughs> to bad. happen when dan's
1: in the room people forget about me
0: best announcer in the game <laughs> i can't
1: Man, believe i wasn't a fair take, play would you take after anthony that kyle, announcing anthony or kyle graves for the next home game? did kyle do better than me be honest Ooh, I don't did. know,
0: man. Uh, did he, I mean, did the marketing,
1: just, the marketing just pitch. I, I don't know, man. You threw out some marketing plugs. You out did,
0: there. you did do that. It, he was more
1: enthusiastic than I was introducing the names.
0: Yeah, I, it was, it was close. I don't know. I was focused on coaching.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we also bar. had like the we had the star spangled banner and all that stuff. So that that intro seems like so long.
3: Well, just tell me you don't want me back without telling me you don't want me back, guys. What, could, back.
0: Could, we, could we have both of you and you guys could do like dual, like dual announcer?
2: You guys lost me there. forever. You okay. It sounds like they don't want you back. I'm, <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> There's a just party in this. It sounds like man. You know,
1: <laughs> oh, and breaking news, and breaking news. I want you back, Anthony. Breaking I'll news p- I'll on put the that podcast. What, what is the breaking Sadio news? Sadio Mane will join Bayern Munich. For forty-two million dollars.
0: Oh, okay. So he's leaving Liverpool. You didn't know that? No, I don't. I don't particularly care.
1: <laughs> he, said, he said he was out after they lost the Champions League final. I
0: don't particularly care, man. I as long as it's if it's if it's, if it's Ricky Pooch news, if it's Barcelona news, I try to keep up outside of that. Don't particularly care. I'll catch you later. I'll, I'll catch you As if it's Boca Juniors, Carlos Tevez is now officially a coach in the Argentinian league.
1: That's he's, it. Getting that, he's getting that paycheck, that back pay for when he played for Boca.
0: No, no, no. He's no. He's coaching. He's coaching for a different team. He's back in. He's back in. I love it. I'm excited to see him. We'll, um, well, we'll see
1: everybody at the Union game tomorrow. Yeah, uh, Subaru Park. See me in the Subaru lot. Free parking. <laughs>
0: there you go. All right. Thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot.